Turn in your Bibles to the book of 1 John. We started a series on 1 John last week, and I started last week by telling you that the, the main point of John's first few verses is this, that you can know God, that God wants you to know him. And as we talked about last week, not just know about him, just not know some things about him, not to, to just kind of have this vague sense of who he is, but to have fellowship with God, to be a friend of God. And one of the great truths of the, the Christian faith is that when we receive Christ and his sacrifice for us, that in that moment that we are made right with him, the sacrifice of Jesus becomes the punishment that we deserved and we are made right with God. And Paul in various places in his letters talks about this in legal terms. We are in a courtroom with God as the judge and we are the guilty defendant and Jesus is standing there as our advocate and he died for our sin. And that's where the gospel begins, where we experience God as a just judge. And then there's this invitation in the gospel to move out of the courtroom and into fellowship with God as friends and as father, to experience and know God, not only as the just judge that he is, but also to know a loving father that he is and to experience that relationship, that fellowship with him. But we can only have that kind of fellowship with him if we walk in the light. Would you stand with me? We're going to read from 1 John chapter 1, starting at verse 5, and I'm going to read through chapter 2, verse 11. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word has no place in our lives. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. We know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his words, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Dear friends, I am not writing you a new command, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. This old command is the message you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and in you because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. 
Whoever loves his brother lives in the light, and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded him. You may be seated. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Throughout the scriptures, God is associated with light. In the book of Exodus, there are many times when Israel experienced God as a fire, Moses at the burning bush. In their travels in the wilderness, God is their guide along the way as a pillar of fire. The fire of the golden lampstands in the temple and the tabernacle are images of God's presence, his light there in the temple. In the Psalms, the psalm writers say, let the, light of our, let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. In Psalm 104, it says that God wraps himself with light as with a garment. When Jesus came into the world, he is called the light. Jesus' coming is called a light for revelation to the world. John in particular says that he is the true light that gives light to every man. That light was coming into the world. Jesus said of himself, I am the light of the world. Are you getting a theme here throughout scripture? That God is light. As followers of Jesus, we're told in the book of Colossians that we have been transferred from the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of the son that he loves. Into the kingdom of light. So what does it mean to walk in the light? There's certainly lots of ways that we could answer that question, but John talks about three different things in this passage that we read today about what it means to live or to walk in the light. It means to be honest. It means to obey God. And it means to love others. To be honest, to obey God, and to love others. So let's first talk about what it means to be honest. Walking in the light means that we allow God's light to expose our hearts so that we can be honest about what is really there. Light reveals what is already there. If you walk into a dark room and you can't see anything at all, can't see any of the furniture of the room, and you turn on the light, that light didn't create the furniture, right? It just reveals what is already there. One aspect of walking in the light is allowing God to turn on the light into our hearts, to expose the truth about ourselves so that we can be honest about it. Every single one of us has things in our lives that we would rather not admit. Things that we are ashamed of, things that we want to hide from God and to hide from others. And sometimes we even try to hide certain things from our own hearts, try to forget about them, pretend that they aren't there. And walking in the light means to refuse to hide those things, but rather to allow God to expose them. James Houston was a professor at Regent College and a deeply spiritual man that I've appreciated his teachings very much. And he once said this, I want to be a Christian, but in spite of that, I want to be honest. I want to be a Christian, but in spite of that, I want to be honest. What's he getting at here? It's very easy to make the Christian life about appearances, about trying really hard to appear like a Christian, 
rather than actually pursuing Christ. And this is nothing new. It's been going on for a very long time. In fact, it's happening in John's community. It's one of the reasons that he writes this letter to challenge people to make sure that their outward appearance or what they claim to be lines up with who they truly are inside. Look at a few of the verses that I just read. Throughout our scripture reading today, John repeats this phrase, whoever claims to be this, but who does this. Whoever says these things but does these other things, they are in the darkness or they are a liar. Look at chapter 1, verse 6. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. Chapter 2, verse 4. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Verse 9. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. Do you see that? Whoever says this but does this, whoever claims this thing but does this other thing over here, they are a liar, they are in the darkness. John is saying, talk is cheap, right? Talk is cheap. It's really easy to make the claim to be one way but to really be another way in our heart in our inner thoughts, in our private lives when no one else sees. It's really easy to come and to act a certain way for an hour or two in church on Sunday mornings. And John says to the people in his church, and he says to us today, if that's what you're doing, you are a liar. You are in the darkness. I think John would say, I want to be a Christian, but in spite of that, I want to be honest. Because being a follower of Jesus is to be sure that our actions and our words line up with who we are in our hearts. And many of us are very, very, very good at hiding our sin and not so good at conquering our sin. We've been very good at appearing to be a Christian rather than being an honest person before God and others. And we do this in many ways. We hide our sin, we ignore our sin, we make excuses for our sin, we redefine what sin is or is not. There are all sorts of ways that we walk in darkness, and God is calling us, inviting us to come and to live in the light. And this isn't, again, this isn't a new problem. It was a problem in John's church, and in fact, it's a problem from the very beginning. Our sin makes us hide. What was the first thing that Adam and Eve did after they sinned? They took those fig leaves, they tied them up to themselves because they were ashamed. Friends, walking in the light is being honest. It's taking off the spiritual fig leaves that we've tied up over the things in our life that we are ashamed of. It's being willing to allow God to shine his light into those corners of our lives, into those corners of our hearts that we would rather keep in the darkness. I want to be a Christian, but in spite of that, I want to be honest. Does that quote resonate with you? It does with me. Walking in the light means being honest with ourselves and with God and with others by practicing regularly confessing our sin. James 5.16 says, confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. This does not mean that after church today, you need to go up to the coffee bar and tell all of your deepest and darkest secrets to everyone in the room. But, What it does mean is that if you want to overcome sin in your life, really conquer sin in your life, 
If you desire to be a person that walks in the light of God, that light, then we must be honest with ourselves, with God, and with others. And we need to have some person who we confess who we are truly are and to allow that person to remind us that God is light and that we are forgiven. Walking in the light begins with confession, begins with being honest about who we are. And John says in these verses that there's this great, things that, this great thing that happens when we confess our sin. It has a purifying effect on us. It isn't only that when we come to God and confess our sin that this legal transaction takes place, although that is true as well, that we are made right with God as we confess our sin. But John says that there's even more than that, that when we confess our sin, it does this purifying work in our hearts. He actually says it two different times, 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, and in verse 9. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Brothers and sisters, sin, it thrives in the dark. Sin loves when we just cover it up. Pretend that it's not there. It thrives and it grows in the dark. But when our sin is exposed to the light, it shrivels up and it dies. If you want freedom from your sin, you need to confess your sin and bring it to the light. It's through confession that sin dies. As I was listening to a sermon on this passage this week. Uh, pastor brought up the, the Greek word for confession here is homo, logo, homo logeo. It means to speak the same word. Homo, same, logeo, comes from logos word. To speak the same word. On the weeks when I often lead our time of silent confession at the beginning of this service, I often remind us that when we confess our sins to God, we are not coming to God and telling him something that he does not already know, right? We aren't drudging up some secret and telling God something that's surprising to him. Rather, during our time of confession, we are asking him to show us something about ourselves, asking him to shed light into our lives and for him to say, here is this thing about you, Ryan, that's true about you. It allows God to turn on that light in our heart and show us where there is a problem. And your confession is your homo legeo. It's saying the same word about ourselves that God says about us. I agree with you, God, that that thing is there in my life. I confess it to you. I want my words to be the same words that you say about me. You know about it already. I confess it to you. I speak the same word about my life that you say about it. Now get rid of this thing that you've shown me. And that moment that we are willing to confess is when that light penetrates the darkness and the sin in your life begins to shrivel up and die. Sin thrives and grows in the darkness. It dies in the light. The first part of walking in the light is being honest about who we are, confessing our sin to God and to others. The second part about walking in the light is walking in obedience to him. 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 through 5. We know that we have come to know him 
if we obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. If anybody obeys God, then God's love is truly made complete in him. When you walk in obedience, when you obey God, even in those times when it's really hard, even when it hurts, what John is saying here is that you are expressing the fact that you believe that God loves you and that he has your good in mind. Whoever obeys God, his love is truly made complete in him. We sometimes get in our minds that obedience to God and our happiness and satisfaction are on two ends of the spectrum. That God's commands for me are over here, but what would really make me happy or satisfy me is over here. And so we live in this tension. Obedience to God is over here and includes this checklist of things that I better do or do not do. And because I love Jesus or because I want to go to heaven when I die or whatever it is, I just got to grip my teeth and make sure that I do these things or don't do these things. And so we find ourselves in this tension, wanting to actually do certain things and act in certain ways because we think that's what's going to make us happy, that that's what's going to satisfy us. But later in 1 John, John says that God's commands are not burdensome. Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke, my burden is easy, and my burden is light. God's boundaries are good for you, and there is nothing good for you outside of God's boundaries. God's boundaries are good for you, and there is nothing good for you outside of God's boundaries. Outside of God's boundaries, there are pleasures that don't last. There is fruit that looks good, but it leads to death. The commands of God, walking in obedience to him, is for your good and for the good of those around you. God's commands to you, his gift to you, are, his commands, his, um, the things he says for you to you are one of the ways that he says, I love you. I know what is best for you. If you obey me, it will be for your good. A good dad has boundaries for his kids, not because he doesn't want his kids to thrive, but because he does want his kids to thrive and to be safe and to be well and to be good. When we walk in obedience to his commands, John says that God's love is made complete in us. What he means is that when we obey, we are saying to God, I know that you love me. I know that you have what is best for me in mind, and so I am going to obey. I'm going to stay within the boundaries that you have given to me because I believe that you love me and you know what is best. And it's important to say that the opposite is also true. When you walk in disobedience, when you do those things that you know very well God says is outside of his boundaries for you, you are saying to God, I don't believe that you love me. I believe that you are holding something from me. And so I'm going to walk in this way because I believe that it's outside of your boundaries that I can find what is good for me. When you walk in disobedience, you are listening to the word of the evil one who is saying to you, God really isn't good. He really doesn't want what is best for you. Follow a different way. 
Walking in the light means being obedient to God. Third, walking in the light means loving others. Verse nine, anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded him. In these three verses, we see how serious our love for one another is. You can't be in the kingdom of light unless you love all of the other citizens of the light. You can't be living in right relationship with the father if you've got a problem with one of his kids. Those of you who have kids, you know this, right? If two siblings are fighting, there's no peace in the rest of the house, right? You may try to ignore it, but if two siblings are fighting, there is no peace in the house. John tells us here about the importance of love for one another. If you love your brothers and sisters, you live in the light. If you don't love, then you live in the darkness. And this is actually one of the main themes that we're going to come back to throughout this uh, book of John. He writes a lot about this. If you love God, you will also love others. If you don't, then you are walking in the darkness. And for John, as we see in his letters, there's no twilight. (laughs) There's no early dawn. You're either in the light or you're in the darkness. And so if you've got anger, if you've got hatred in your heart towards someone, if you're holding something against another brother or sister, then John says you're walking around in the darkness. You're going to stumble and you're going to fall. Later in the book, John will say, how can you love God who you cannot see if you don't love your brother who's standing right there next to you? This is just impossible to do. If you think you can summon up enough will to love this God who you can't see or touch, well, but you don't love your brother who's right there. It's impossible to do. One of the ways that we express our love for God is loving our brothers. Walking in the light means loving others who are citizens of this kingdom of light, loving the rest of God's kids. Obeying God's commands and loving our brothers and sisters are part of what it means to live in the light. And I don't know about you, but I don't always do these things very well. There are times when we will not obey. There are times when we will not love our brothers. And the question then always comes back to where I started. When we don't obey, when we don't love our brothers, are we going to be honest about that? Will we be honest with God about that? Will we be honest with other people about that? Will we be honest with ourselves about that? 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, through chapter 2, verse 2, hold some of the greatest promises in all of Scripture. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin, but if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. When we are honest about our sin, about our our failure to obey God, or our failure to love others as we know that we should, when we are honest about that, then the sacrifice of Jesus is available to us to experience immediately. God knows who we are. He knows our sin. He knows our thoughts. He knows who we are, and he loves us. 
This is the great love of God. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and he is just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. When we confess sin and bring it into the light, it's then that we experience the true reality in all of its fullness of the forgiveness that God offers to us. I want to say to you here that in these verses, John is not describing to us this checklist that God has up in heaven. And that whatever we sin, he, he writes it down and he waits until we confess it so that he can forgive us. That's not what John is talking about here. When we accepted Christ, we were made right with God. The legal transaction took place. Jesus took on the punishment for my sin, and I am brought into right standing with God. When I accepted Christ, my sins are forgiven, all of them. The specific ones that I confess and the ones that we fail to confess. But there is this other, deeper and richer and fuller dimension of the Christian life that is available to us that will not be available to us if we do not confess our sin. There is a more intimate relationship that we can have with God, not only as just judge, but as loving father. And the Christian faith is about this legal transaction that God has made as Jesus takes our place, but it is also this invitation to fellowship with God, an invitation to come to know God, an invitation into relationship with God. And when we fail to confess, and to bring that sin into the light, we are losing out on that experience of fellowship because there's something between us and God. We're failing to experience the fullness of his mercy. Coming to him, bringing our sin into the light, it's then when we experience his love and his mercy and his healing in our life. To experience the true reality of forgiveness requires us to know that we can be honest with who we are and to experience real fellowship with God. Forgiveness means that we can be a Christian and be honest. Being a follower of Christ means that we walk in the light, that we walk in honesty, knowing that God's love for us has nothing to do with how good we are. There is nothing that you can do today or not do today that will make God love you more than he does right now. That's a difficult thing for us to believe. It's an easy thing for us to confess with our mouths, but to believe it in our hearts, to truly experience that God's love for me is not dependent on how good I am. It's a really hard thing to believe. Brothers and sisters, he already knows how selfish you are. He already knows you. He knows the thoughts that you have about that person, whoever it is. He knows that you are on porn all week. He knows the lie that you told at work to save your own skin. He knows, and he loves you. Confessing that sin doesn't make him love you. What it does is it enables you to experience his love and to know it to take down any barrier between you and him that would allow you to experience that love. Confession, walking in the light, it softens our hard hearts towards God. Walking in the light warms over that coldness 
that we can have towards God. Because when we walk in the light and we confess our sin and we realize when we're there at the foot of the cross that his mercy and grace was there and available to us all along, it breaks our hearts. And we receive his love and his mercy. So today I want to ask you, what does it mean for you to walk in the light? Is there something that you need to be honest about with yourself or with another person or with God? It's an opportunity today to do that, to tear down any barrier that stands between you and experiencing the love and mercy of God. Maybe it's obedience. Maybe you know that there are things in your life that you continue to do, or there's something that God is calling you to do, and you continue to say no. Maybe you need to walk in obedience to God and walk in the light. Maybe it's loving others. Maybe there is a person in your life who you are holding something against, who you just have some kind of animosity toward or hold some grudge against. Maybe today is the day where you need to forgive that person. Maybe even have a conversation with that person and to begin to walk in the light. Because John says that if we are not honest, if we do not obey God, if we are not loving our brothers, then we are liars because we are claiming one thing and doing another. And he calls us to walk in the light. Worship team, if you want to come on forward, we have an opportunity today. As always, these prayer rails are open. If there's anything that you need to come forward and to pray about, if you want to pray with somebody, come to this side, and an elder will come and pray with you. If you want to pray on your own, come to this side. Would you join me in prayer?